For WBAI New York, I'm Celeste Katz-Marston. The COVID-19 pandemic has affected thousands of New Yorkers. That includes Congresswoman Nydia Velasquez. She became gravely ill earlier this year and is still dealing with the aftershocks of the virus. Velasquez, a Democrat who represents parts of Brooklyn, Manhattan, and Queens, and serves on the House Financial Services Committee, spoke to WBAI about the personal and wider impacts of the virus, economic uncertainty, and the fight for greater racial equality that is sweeping the country. What has been your experience personally so far in this pandemic with with COVID-19? Well, I personally uh, was uh, stricken by the uh, virus. I came down with uh, excruciating pain and fever. Then the next morning, I called my doctor and I told him that I couldn't smell and I didn't have any any taste. My temperature was close to 100. And uh, he said, I believe you have coronavirus. You need to isolate yourself. And um, from that point on, I spent 14 days uh, in, in isolation, uh, dealing with the pain in my muscles, in my joints, uh, in my skin. I couldn't touch my skin. It was excruciating. So now that you're looking out at the city and you're seeing we're going to start going back to work, uh, people are going to start being out, also people out there protesting and trying to pursue a more equal society. What do you think about just seeing all these things happening at once? It is important for us to continue to do what we are doing, and that is to take every step to protect ourselves uh, to wear masks, but most importantly is testing because testing gives us a snapshot as to where we are, if there are any hot spots so that the city and the state could move resources and, and tackle the issue. Uh, so I've been supporting and advocating for more resources to the, to the different states. Like when we passed legislation, the HEROES Act, um, that will put a lot of money for testing, tracing, and containment. And this is linked to the economy. If we don't have certainty, uh, the heart of the, our economy is consumer spending. If consumers are not confident that we have been able to contain the virus, it doesn't matter if we say that we are going to reopen and that the restaurants will be open. If those consumers do not feel safe, they will not walk through those doors. And uh, that is why it's so important that we have a national strategy. And of course, right now, the type of strategy that has been implemented is more locally based or state based rather than having a national strategy. What do you feel uh is the effect of what we are seeing come out of the White House and out of Washington uh, in terms of dealing with uh, coronavirus? 110,000 people have lost their lives. I, I, I resent and I am very critical that the administration had information that didn't share with members of Congress and that we didn't move uh, fast enough that we wasted two weeks, two precious weeks 
the scientists are telling us that at least 33,000 people, 30,000 people will have saved their lives if we have moved with expeditious, expeditiously and, and we didn't do that. How do you feel about the, the state response and the, the city response as well? One of the issues that it exposed, were that there were two issues that, that the pandemic exposed here in New York, but also nationally. And that is uh, the problem with the nursing homes. And, and so uh, the lack of resources, of manpower, the lack, the lack of capacity to deal with a, a pandemic among seniors in nursing homes produced a lot of debt. And, and, and that was a, a real issue that we need to address. We need to deal with the lack of infrastructure uh, in those facilities because we have to make sure that the infrastructure is put into um, in place because we don't know what is going to happen in the fall. We don't know if we're going to be here again. And that is why it's so important. The other issue that was exposed during the pandemic is the disparity that exists in our healthcare system and economic system. So those most impacted were brown and black people. They, they died at a higher rate. And two, in terms of the economy, they were the one losing their job because they cannot, uh, they have to show up. They got, and, and, and therefore they were more vulnerable. There are a lot of people right now who uh, want to be out there, want to be out in public, want to be out in the streets, in the parks, um, talking about racial equality, talking about justice. But at the same time, obviously, all the concerns that you discussed about coronavirus still exist. I have participated in, in various uh, protests. So I've been there and I've been watching very uh, conscious about using protective gear, whether it's the mask, whether it's shield face, uh, you know, covering your entire face uh, and, um, and the use of hand sanitizer. I saw that. I saw that young people, old people, all kinds of people were, were in masks. So uh, in that sense, I had peace of mind. But let me just say this, uh, uh, Celeste. First, let me say that one thing that's so notable, uh, that was so notable about the protest in New York and maybe around the nation is seeing people of all ages and backgrounds risking their health during this pandemic because they wanted to speak out about racial injustice and police abuse. So this speaks to their passion, but I think it's also further evidence that we have reached an inflection point on these issues. This time, there truly is widespread outrage and a real demand for tangible reform. So I, I, I truly believe that this time is different. The whole nation watched in shock the killing of George Floyd in real time 
that never happened before. I just cannot bring myself uh, to watch that on, on, on television. It was just so, it, it really rocked uh, the, 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 the conscience of our nation. And I believe that people this time, at this moment, are resolved that we must demand transparency, accountability, and that we bring reform when it comes to police brutality. And then what do you say to people who say, well, we should defund the police department? I hope that we take our time to do a thorough assessment as to what a police department should look like, what is the main mission of the police department, and, 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 and go from there. But as I said before, uh, the police department should not be in the business of using money and uh, spending money to buy military equipment and military arms. That is not what the police department uh, should be doing. And, and, and I hope that, yeah, when we say defund, well, take that type of money away and reinvest it in our public school system. We have 5,000 police officers working in our public school system. What a message does that send to our children? So we have to reassess all that. Nydia Velasquez represents New York in Congress. For WBAI New York, I'm Celeste Katzmarsten.